This AL West edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia from boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds. WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. Apply. We're also brought to you by the DJ and Dance. Our March Madness Bankroll Contest is back. Free to enter and $1,000 in cash and prizes up for grabs. Plus, we've got first off under bingo at both contests on the SGPN app. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in England, in Great Britain, the home of your WBC winning Team GB. Smashed Columbia yesterday, baseball's coming home. Uh, Pablo Escobar, René Higuera, your boys took one hell of a beating. So all hail Team GB. Uh, the new home of baseball, I think everyone will agree. And tonight we've got an AL West edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast and uh, my co-host, first up from Houston in the country that used to be the home of baseball, uh, Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, how are you doing? No maldra- uh, no wardrobe malfunctions, right, for Graben? Don't know, no the- letters falling off, right? The uniforms weren't great, I'll be honest with you. They looked rubbish to start with, and then they started falling apart. So, yeah, that was a minor shambles. But, mate, stop distracting. Stop burying the headline. We won. (laughs) Somebody told me they were designed in your part of the world. I'm just throwing that. I'm not sure if that was confirmed or not, but I'm just throwing that disclaimer out there. Well, it was very exciting, and I very much enjoyed it. The uh, Newcastle Nighthawks chat. Oh, I need to change my shirt, so let's get my Nighthawks shirt up. There we go. My Newcastle Nighthawks, the WhatsApp chat was on fire last night. Everyone was really excited um, because it does mean that GB automatically qualifies next time round, and it means we get a lot of funding. Um, so some of the money might make its way up north to the Nighthawks and, and local clubs like us. But, yeah, uh, getting sidetracked, but I did enjoy it. It was exciting. Um Joining us, we special guest, friend of the show, friend of the network, um, Minty. Good evening, Minty. Are you in Las Vegas? I am in Las Vegas, Malcolm. Oh, wow. Never left. Maybe one day we'll get a, an, an, an uh, MLB team, but uh, not yet. Not yet. And did you stay up all night partying because Team GB beat Columbia? No, no. But I do want no. their shirts. I think it looks very clean and simple. Um but no, I, you know, slept in, watched some of my HGTV shows, not what you would expect uh, hearing on the MLB podcast. But yeah, early night for me. And how is yeah, your winter going? Because you've got your finger in every pie, really. You're not just MLB. You do bits and bobs of everything, don't you? So you're having a busy winter sporting wise. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, Formula One, UFC. Um, obviously, we just finished NFL. Do you watch any Formula One, Malcolm? You have to. Formula One is one of the very few things that doesn't get on my radar, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I, I know. Yeah, sorry. Well, it's. Uh, I only assume because it's such an international sport and everyone yes. seems to watch it. Um, and America seems very behind on it. So. Yeah, yeah I think um, I know Ryan Kramer has got into it recently in the, the NASCAR gambling podcast. Boys really like it as well. Um, I do the I do the horse racing for the show. I think the people have compared the U.S. horse racing to 
um, NASCAR and international horse racing to Formula One because everything's sort of left hand, a left handed oval in the US, where globally we like to go in all different directions and uphill and down dale and uh, things like that. So, it's, yeah, it's a bit more interesting. Oh. But yeah, baseball's around the corner. We were just seeing off air, it's freezing cold here. The snow's been going sideways past the window all day and it doesn't feel like baseball season. But in only a couple of weeks' time, we'll have opening day. Um, we are on to show number three. Uh, preview show number three um, in our divisional previews. And we've got the AL West to look at. Um, interesting division. Probably four teams um, will be competing, will be competitive in this division. So lots to look at. We'd start with the Houston Astros, who are six to one favourites for the World Series. Uh, they are plus 260 to win the American League, minus 200 for this division, minus 900 to win the playoffs, and they have a win total of 95 and a half. Uh, Moonaf, as you are in Houston, we will let you lead off with your hometown Astros. Uh, what do you think, firstly, about roster changes, additions, and then how that's going to reflect on that? Are they going to get to that total of 95 and a half? Yeah, they're, uh, they're still cleaning up the confetti from the parade. Just want to throw that out there um, <laughs> from winning the title last season. But uh, obviously the big news, <clears throat> well, the two biggest moves for the Astros were as, or well, yeah, is the loss of Justin Verlander heading over to the New York Mets. I mean, came back from Tommy John surgery, had an incredible Cy Young gear. Um, the man was unstoppable. I mean, there was... I think one or two games where he looked human, but other than that, the, he was just an, a machine for the Houston Astros. Um, big part of the regular season success. I know he wasn't as dominant as he was during the regular season in the playoffs, uh, but uh, I think there's more than enough to compensate for his loss. Obviously, you can't replace a Cy Young pitcher like Justin Verlander, but we've talked a lot about on the pod the depth that this uh, pitching rotation has uh, of the Houston Astros. So guys like Framber Valdez, Christian Javier, um, Jose or Katie, Luis Garcia. Um, there's enough there. I know Lance McCullers is again dealing with an injury. It seems like it's something like that every single year for him. Uh, but also, we saw the emergence of Hunter Brown last year. They were sort of kind of calling him Verlander 2.0 for the Astros. So we'll see how it pans out. But I think there's more than enough to compensate. And then when you replace your first baseman with Jose Abreu, Malcolm, and Minty, I mean, that it's the rich just keep on getting richer over here, right? And I think there's also a possibility where this offense is even better than it was last year. Um, I know they are dealing with the hand injury and being very cautious with Jordan Alvarez, uh, but from what I've read as of yesterday and this morning, that he looks to be trending in the right direction to be uh, ready to go for the for opening day in MLB. So that's kind of where we're at with the roster there, Mel. Um, and a, a general lean on that total, Moonaf, 95 and a half for you? Yeah, I got to go over. I mean, this team has just been a machine for the past, what, four, five, six years. I know there was a period where the, obviously they were quote-unquote tanking and they accumulated all this talent through the draft where there was Altuve, Bregman, the loss of Correa uh, as well. But they still have enough to, to get it done, and I, I still think they are going to be the kings of the um, AOS. I think it's going to be a two-horse race. We'll get to that team later, but I, I just think this team will pick up right where they kind of left off uh, last season and, and maybe not dominate as much as they have over the past several years, but I still think there's more than enough. I still think they're the best team in baseball 
after the Atlanta Braves or up there with the Atlanta Braves uh, to win this division. So, yeah, I'm going over, and I still think they win this division. Okay, um, we've got our first visitor in the, uh, you, the comment section of our live um, of our live YouTube broadcast here. And they don't want to talk about the AL West. The first comment is about how cheap that the Great Britain uniforms were again. Um, good evening, Dylan. Don't be so cheeky. Leave us alone. Uh, Minty, Houston, do you fancy their chances of defending? I feel like Munaf hit the nail on the head. He basically said everything I was going to say. So copy and paste or quote tweet everything that <laughs> Munaf just said. Um, but yeah, basically, I, I like them over 95 and a half wins. And, you know, just a couple of days ago, I saw the Astros to win the AL West at minus 180. And honestly, I thought Ooh, that was wow. a great price for a team that has dominated this division just year after year. Um, even with the loss of Verlander and Lance McCullers, I feel like he always deals with like health issues yeah. uh, midseason. Um, this is still a really deep rotation. Uh, this bullpen is also the best in the league. They had the best bullpen ERA last season and they gave up some of the fewest homers and uh, they have a really strong lineup, even without Carlos Correa and uh, George Springer. You know, the addition of Jose Abreu is really going to help boost them. Um, but again, this lineup, I mean, Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, Kyle Tucker, Michael Brantley, Jordan Alvarez. I can't see anyone else really winning this division. And I kind of do like them to win the AL again uh, at three to one. I, I think that's a great price there. Um. If you remember Moonaf, we did the show last week for the, uh, was it the AL East, I think? And yeah. you and Johnny were confident on the overs for just about everyone. And I went exactly the opposite way. Well, this is how this show started um, because I've got Houston going under here. And not because I don't like them, because I do. I think they're going to be very strong. Um I think the divisional odds are right. The prices that Minty just mentioned are right. I would like, I've got them a little bit bigger for the World Series, around about nine to one shots, I reckon. So I wouldn't be backing them at that price. The lineup, I like um, a full season of Kyle Tucker batting without the shift. I think it's going to help him an awful lot. Not that he needed much help anyway. Um, but just a couple of little bits and bobs out the rotation. So uh, Frappa Valdez with the pitch clock is going to be interesting. He spent all last year with the coaches learning how to slow everything down. That was the key to Framba Valdez, was slowing it all down. And he clicked for him. And then all of a sudden, bang, we're speeding him up again. So that's going to be interesting. Um, uh, Garcia has had to eliminate the rocking of the baby. Uh, because that was a, Everyone enjoyed the rocking of the baby, but we haven't got time to rock the baby. Now he's got to get on the mountain and throw it. Um, so that's gone a little bit. And then Hunter Brown, you already mentioned, Moonaf, he... He, had a, he got shellacked one day uh, last week. And just little things like that, I know it means nothing, but just sort of puts a little a little question mark in your head. So I've got them going under. I've got them going around about 90, um, enough to win the division. Um, but yeah, I was perfectly happy to take that under 95.5. Um, we will get on next to the... Uh, the Seattle Mariners, once I've told you about our headline sponsors, uh, just for reference, Manchester City are now winning 6 0, uh, Minty. Woo! So if you play your cards right, I don't, you might get your uh, your dinner made for you or something um, if the hubby's in a good mood. Uh, Winbet are the official online sports of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Winbet active in Massachusetts and tons of other states. Uh, be on the lookout for Winbet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 till 6 Eastern time. 
during WinBet Win Hour. Marquee Games of the Week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. March Madness is here. Loads of ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100 to get $100, which is limited to state availability. And of course... Uh, for DJs only, for the biggest long shot parley of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. Loads to choose from. Head to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you were someone who knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. March Madness Contests, the DJ and Dance, our March Madness Bankroll Contest is back. Free to enter, $1,000 in cash prizes up for grabs. And the first half under bingo, where you can win an SGP and gift card. Enter both contests on the SGPN app. Okay, next up, Seattle Mariners, who are for the World Series, 16 to 1, for the American League, 8 to 1, for the AL West, plus 275, to make the playoffs, minus 222, and the total here is at 87 and a half. Uh, Minty, lead us off with the Seattle Mariners, please. I am so high on the Seattle Mariners this season. I'm definitely going over. And I also see them to finish second at plus 180. So I really like the number for that, too, because we know Astros are probably going to finish first here. But, uh, you know, I like Seattle to finish second. Um, they've got offensive firepower and top-tier pitching. I mean, who do they have in their lineup? Uh, Julio Rodriguez, Teosco Hernandez, AJ Pollock, Colton Wong. I really like this lineup. And they're pitching. They're bringing back all five starters. Um, they were top 10 in the AL in, like, ERA, strikeout rate. And they had a pretty strong bullpen as well. So... I can see them being aggressive around the trade deadline and doing a couple more upgrades to kind of solidify the second half of the season. And I, I just really like the Mariners. I love that over. So I'm on the over 87 and a half. And I also am sprinkling, sprinkling a little to, for them to finish second in the uh, AL West as well. Uh, those markets, Mindy, I'm really pleased you brought that up because I've got, um, I've made a couple of picks so far this season on, the exact finishing position, because it's not a market people talk about very often or that you don't often see uh, in certain books. And um, yeah, I've taken a couple of those and there's definite value to be had. I think it was the Phillies I took to finish third in the division we did last week, just because there's a cushion of games on either side. So they can win a few more, they can win a few less, but I can't see anywhere else they can go. Um, mm -hmm. So if you find that market, and yeah, and Seattle's a great example of that. Um, I'll jump in here, Munaf. I wrote down the exact same four names that Minnie just mentioned. Uh, Colton Wong, Oscar, AJ Pollock. I think Julio Rodriguez has got 30-30 potential. Um, the rotation is solid. You need, I think, Kirby and Gilbert to go well. I like the bullpen. Matt Brash is a name um, that I like who could find his way into the starting rotation. However, it's not going to surprise you, Moon. I've, I've got them going under again. Um, I might again. I, I like them. Um, my projection is around 84 so there, I probably will be betting them. It's not a strong, it's not a strong lean, but the uh, with the the lines are eighty seven and a half. I've got them going just a couple of games underneath that moon. Um, where are you? Yeah, I got to go with the over as well with Minty on the Seattle Mariners. It's been back-to-back -back seasons. They've won 90 games. Yes. And we've kind of seen them starting to put this roster two years ago, right? When they um they signed Robbie Ray, the former Cy Young winner. They acquired Luis uh, Castillo last season. They signed him to a contract uh, extension. 
We saw in the offseason they locked up J-Rod to a very, very long-term deal, which should pretty much uh, keep him in Seattle for the rest of his career. But you guys already nailed, uh, hit the nail on the head. They acquired Teoscar Hernandez to kind of, you know, solidify the middle of that lineup. So, you know, on paper, this team is it's going to be a, a darling for, you know, baseball betters or even sharp betters um, to possibly dethrone the Astros. I don't think they're quite there yet mm-hmm. just because the Astros are so good. But I think Minty's correct that they'll end up second in this division, probably around 90 to 92 wins. They'll get into the playoffs as a wild card uh, team. Then after that, it's it's you know it's a crapshoot, and we'll see what happens. But you're right, also Malcolm, that um, for this pitching rotation, Logan Gilbert and George Kirby are going to have to really uh, be those guys again, like they were last season. We saw the flashes of it. Obviously, Robbie Ray's going to have to be better as well, and we know what we're going to get out of Luis Castillo as well. So um, I, I like the pitching rotation. I like the bullpen. I like the depth that they have in their uh, in their batting order. And also look out for Jared Kelenic. Hopefully he can bounce back for the Seattle Mariners team. I know he's projected to be uh, in the at least opening day roster. In the outfield, projected to be at, at number seven batting for them. They also added A.J. Pollock uh, in the offseason as a kind of a veteran presence in that locker room. We talked about Colton Wong, one of the better defensive shortstop slash second baseman in the entire league. Um, so this team is ready to go. I think they'll definitely get over their win total and, and definitely be competing for the LOS this year. Um, Jared Kalanick's an interesting one. He's quite a lot of chat in fantasy circles. He's drawn a lot of attention because yeah. he's really polarizing, in fact, the fantasy community because it seems like 50% of the people are all in and 50% of the people are all out. There's no middle ground really with Kalanick. You're either, you're either one way or the other. So, yeah, Seattle sort of, I was torn a little bit on them because I, I find them quite easy to root for. They're quite good fun, but I just couldn't really get to that total. Um, I just think the the competitive nature of the division as well, because there's no, it's not a two horse race. Like I say, this is one division where we are, where we are going to get um, a four horse race here. Um, and third in are the Texas Rangers. We're going to head back to the Lone Star State again, where Texas are the 33 to one shots for the World Series, um, 16 to one for the league, plus 850 for the division plus 180 to make the playoffs. And their total is at 82 and a half. Um, I want to lead off on the Angels. So I'll throw this back to you, uh, Minty, and you can lead us off with the Rangers. Um, Rangers, right? You said? I yeah. like them to go under this 82 and a half number. I mean, the Rangers improved their rotation, what they signed DeGrom, and I believe they signed Ivaldi as well, right? Uh, they also mm-hmm. did a little bit to boost their bullpen. Um, but let's look at last season. I mean, they signed Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, and they still finished fourth. Ultimately, they're making the right moves towards becoming a better team and improving their win totals. But it's going to be so hard with a division kind of stacked like this ALS. I mean, as we talked about, the Astros are strong. The Mariners have a lot of hype to them, and they are good on paper. And the Angels can be good enough to, like, mess up other teams, but also bad enough to mess themselves up. Um, I think the Rangers here, if 
for them to like even be in contention for like the playoffs or like the top of this AL West division, they are probably going to have to rely on other teams injuries in order to make it to the top. Uh, As bad as that sounds, obviously I don't want anyone hurt, but I think that's the only way. Um, But for them to not even break 70 wins in each of the last two years and the total is now set at 82 and a half seems kind of excessive. So I'm going to go under. Okay, so it's under for Minty. I had this just about spot on. I think that 82 and a half is too low. Um, I've got a projection around about 81 for me, but so big a no bet again. Um, I actually think the division price is okay. It's on the money. Um, wouldn't be interested in the World Series. The, the playoff price isn't bad at all. Um, I've got them around about plus 140 shots when you get a little bit of plus 180. Uh, again, I won't be betting it, but if you are interested in betting Texas, I wouldn't put you off particularly. Um, I feel like this year is the year that all their tw- 21 editions, their 2021 editions, need to step up. It's almost like they the missed a year for some reason. Um, they sat out 2022 and they, they spent a lot of money on those bats that Minty just mentioned. And this time round, they spent all the money on the arms. So they, they've got a combo. But it's a lot of risky arms. See, Jacob de Grom, uh, Dylan's um, mentioning in the chat to, to Grom is a traitor. That's the New York Mets fan in him talking. But he is a risk. He's absolutely outstanding uh, when he's on the mound. But he's already had a, a little issue in spring training, although he's back now. But you're just never certain that he's going to be healthy for long enough. Ditto Nathan Yavaldi. Ditto Andrew Heaney. So there's just a lot of um, a lot of question marks, more questions than answers. A full season of Josh Jung. Josh Young, how are we pronouncing that? Upside for him anyway, the third baseman. I think he can help. And I do like the bullpen as well. Um, they've just added Will Smith into there. So, yeah, it's a lot of no bets for me. The only thing I might be interested in taking is that price for them to make the playoffs. I just think it's value, that's all. Um, uh, plus 180. Lean in the under, but, yeah, I'm just... To say they're not really blowing my skirt up, Texas. I'd, I'd be looking elsewhere for a bet, Moonaf. What do you think? Yeah, I'm on the under here. I think this is one of the teams like the Mariners of two years ago. They're starting to, you know, construct the roster. Um, you talked about the bats that they added, what, last year with Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. I think this is going to be a year where we see Corey Seager really take that or be the guy that we've seen him be when he was with the Dodgers with the ban of the, of the, of the, of the shift now, right? Because he was one of the players or the player that had the most amount of hits taken away um, because of the shift. So I think that if you want to look at player props and stuff like that, I think that, you know, Corey Seager over on his hits is a good bet. I agree about Jacob deGrom. I mean, he, he, he we've seen when he's won the Cy Youngs, which was years and years ago that, He's one of the more dominant pitchers in the entire MLB, right? But health has been a concern for him over the past several seasons. You guys nailed it that they they spent the money on the on the hitters two years ago. This offseason, it was the pitching. But like you said, Malcolm, the pitching doesn't really excite me. I know they have some guys in the minor leagues that are going to eventually come up, like the lighters of the world, the rockers of the world for the Texas Rangers. But I've seen it with the Red Sox, Nathan Navaldi. One of the more inconsistent guys. He was dealing with injuries over the past several years as well. Martin Perez was probably their best pitcher last year, especially in home games that we were really backing him. John Gray is another guy. I mean, 
I think that it's going to take another, probably another year or so for this Rangers team to really be in contention. Again, the players are there for this team. The the stars are there for this team, but I think that's going to take maybe another year or two for them to kind of put it all together. So again, like you guys mentioned, just because of this, this how good of a division it is, at least at the front with the Astros and the, um, with the Mariners, I think some team, especially in the middle, like the Rangers, going to have to take that step back. So for me, I'm going to go with the under with the Rangers. I just don't see where they were, are going to improve, what, 10 to 12 wins, where they were only at 70 this year. Now the books are projecting to be at 82. I don't see it. Um, I'm going to go with the under on the Rangers here, Mel. Yeah, I think they're unfortunate to be, again, in a competitive division where sort of at least the two middling teams, the, the Mariners and the Angels, are both kind of on the up. A swing of their cycle as well. If they, if they were going the other way and having a little bit of a tank, then the Rangers uh, might have second place up for grabs, but uh, just not at the moment. Um, okay, we'll move on. After I've told you about underdog fantasy, uh, underdog fantasy is heating up for March Madness. College Pick'em is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted after day one. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favourite college basketball player props. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Uh, Moonaf, what's today the first day of March Madness? Have I missed some stuff or is it ongoing? Uh, so the first four in, I believe, are the game start tonight. So the winners of the games tonight will get into the official bracket and then the ah, official yes. tournament starts on Thursday. So don't forget to get your first half unders in, Mel. That's why I was asking. Yeah, I remember now. There's a little, is it, they call it a play-in tournament. Is this right? Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, kind of like uh, basketball, yeah. Yeah, um, NBA. I'm sorry. Yes, I uh, yeah, I made my debut betting first half unders last year and had no idea what I was doing, but I did just count my money. Um, but now I've got my dodgy fire stick. I can actually watch the games rather than watch the little screen on uh, with the arrows going either way, which sent me cross-eyed for about eight hours a day last year. Um, so I'll be able to watch some actual hoops and get some. Get some first half unders on um, the uh, the SGPN app. Download it. All the contests are on there. Um, loads of fun. Next up, we have the LA Angels, uh, who are for the World Series fifty to one uh, for the American League, twenty two to one, eleven to one for the division, plus one sixty five to make the playoffs, and we have a total here of eighty one and a half. Now, Moon, after the third year running. And I kind of promised myself um, I wouldn't let this happen. I have been seduced by the Angels, Moonaf. Moonaf's already shaking his head. Um, and I, d- I wrote down seduced by Angels again and then realised that that would be a great title for an album if we ever recorded anything, Moonaf. Um, if me and you knock out, a, I don't know, some ballads, I reckon. An album, of, you'd buy that, Mindy, wouldn't you? I would totally buy it and subscribe to it, yes. Yes, yeah, so me and Moon have power ballads called Seduced by Angels again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm in and I promised myself I wouldn't do it. Like I promised myself I wouldn't fade the raise. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of doing... So I haven't I've, I haven't faded the raise, but I have been seduced by the Angels again. So yeah, this is more like it. And I like all these prices. I think the 50 to 1 for the World Series is about right. Um, I'll make that. So... The 11 to 1 for the division, however, is far too big. I've got them about 7 to 1. So I'll be filling my boots on that. And I've got them round about plus 140 for the playoffs, where the line is at plus 165. 
and I've got them going way over this total of 81 and a half. So with the lineup, they've added a lot more power. Hunter Renfro, Brandon Jury. Uh, the lineup has suddenly got longer. They've already got any speed in there. Um, not many stolen base merchants in there. And I think Steel's oil the aggressiveness running is going to make a difference this year. Uh, the certain teams who are going to be able to uh, cobble more stuff together when they're new rules. The Angels aren't going to be one of those teams. I do think Mike Trout's going to go off this year. Really looking forward to seeing Mike Trout. I think he's going to have a stellar season. We might get we might get a vintage Mike Trout season uh, this year. The rotation added Tyler Anderson, who was an interesting addition because he had a stellar year last year with the Dodgers. Um, some of his underlying metrics sort of belied his his final line. He, get, he won a load of games, didn't he? Did he win? He won something like 11 games by halfway through the season. Him and Gonsolin kept picking up wins. Um, and Anderson was an interesting one. Sandoval pitched well last year. And Reed Detmers, Munaf, is a name that we have not argued about, but I'm kind of in on. You always say something disparaging about him whenever we bring him up. Hmm. Um the pen is a bit of a question mark if we have any fantasy players out here. I think Hergé is a sleeper for some saves. Um, he, they don't really know what they're doing as yet at the back end of that Angels pen. But Hergé is going free in, in draft. So I think he can pick some saves. So yeah, I think I'll be I'll be taking everything. I'll be I'll be taking some eleven to one for the division. Like I say, the odds for the playoffs are like and absolutely certainly over eighty one and a half. Um we need to talk a little bit about Shohei Otani, but we'll do that uh, in a minute. Minty, you can tell us first about the Angels and how far over that over, how far over the 81 and a half are they going? <laughs> well, uh, Malcolm, you were seduced by the Angels, but last year I was brainwashed by the Angels <laughs> and I lost a personal bet between Munaf and I. And, oh, no. Uh, I'm, I'm as much as I was happy to lose that bet because it went to charity, I also am still traumatized. So never again <laughs> would I spend my money supporting them to win. I'm going under this total, Malcolm, because I just every year there's so much hype with them and you know every year they have two of the best most popular players in the league but they somehow disappoint it's always just like injuries getting the best of them or them just making stupid errors or, or just stupid moves and i i gotta go under 81 and a half i also uh find a little value you know you said they were plus 165 to make the playoffs well i also have them plus 165 to finish fourth in this Division. Uh, okay. So I don't know. We're kind of on opposite sides here. Although I do admit that their roster overall has improved, but let's just see how it plays out. I think 81 and a half is an awful lot, seeing as they're, you know, below 500 for seven straight seasons. And, you know, last season, what they accumulated 73 wins and 77 before that. So I think this is a little high. And do you know what? You're probably right because this is one that at the end of the season, we look at each other and we'll say, that was obvious. Why didn't we just pick that? Because that's how it always goes. We should know better. Um, I know they, they started well last year as well and then they had that horrible sort of 3-26 and 26 run or something ridiculous yeah. um, after, after a hot start. But yeah, we will, in hindsight, this is an absolute hindsight play where I'll look back in October and scratch my head. Um, and ask myself what I was thinking at any point. Moonaf, can you back me up here or are you, are you taking Minty's side? 
Uh, like Minty said, she had to learn the hard way last year, but I didn't think that they were going to cave, I guess is the right word or the wrong word I'm looking for. Like they did last season. I mean, they had that stretch where they went, what, three and 21, three and 22, uh-huh. uh, where pretty much that season went down the drain for the angels. And I think it's something it's telling when you have, the two best players in baseball on your roster in Mike Trout and Otani that you're still only the fourth favorite in your own division to, to win it. And then a win total that's barely above what 500 um, for this angels team. I didn't think they needed to add more on the offensive side. I mean, this is something that Malcolm, when we started this MLB gambling podcast two seasons ago, we were saying that they needed to address pitching. I still don't think they've done that. I know they added Tyler Anderson, like you mentioned, but I still think they need a frontline ace up there with Otani. God forbid if Otani goes down for an extended amount of time, this season is over for the Los Angeles Angels. And I will talk about Otani and the future with the Angels in here in a minute. But I think Taylor Ward is a great, he had a great season last year for this Angels team. Uh, hopefully Mike Trout's able to stay healthy. I know he's been in and out of the lineup uh this season or sorry over the past two years uh has mike trout so hopefully he's able to stay healthy because he is one of the best players if not the best player in all of baseball um the pitching the bullpen is a concern and again you can score as many uh, runs as you want but if you're scoring seven in a game and you're giving up eight you know you're not going to win very many games so i'm gonna go with the under again i know the big sexy pig this year is the angels uh, for a lot of people that are, you know, bed baseball futures and things like that. I got to fade everybody. I'm going to go with the under as well on this Angels team. I think that they're probably in the range of around 78 to 79 uh, for this upcoming season. Okay. Um, so yet another team where Moonaf and Minty take the uh, under and I'll, I'm on the other side. Um One more. T- well, sorry, before we get onto the A's, I said we talk a little about a little bit about Otani. Now, um, I'm guessing you two folks might know a little bit more than me. My take on this is, um, however, this is a take from 4,000 miles away, is that Otani will stay on the West Coast because of the travelling to Japan. That's a big deal. That America's quite a big place. I don't know if you've noticed. I can get to the other side of our country in about an hour. Right? I could be there in an hour, no problem. You can't do that over there. So West Coast to Japan for Otani is a whole different ball game. From East Coast to Japan, is that a huge deciding factor in what he's going to do? Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? And if he does, uh, Minty, do you have any ideas um, where he might end up? No ideas, but I think Seattle would be the perfect place for him to go. I mean, not only do they have a pretty big Japanese fan base, uh, but... I mean, it's on the West Coast, and I, I think that would be a great place for him to land, especially, like I said earlier, if the Mariners do go a little bit aggressive at the trade deadline. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just dreaming here, but I think Seattle would be a good place. Okay, Seattle. For, and, do you, and, and do you think he will leave? Or do you think he'll, he'll hang around? I don't want him to leave, but, I mean, if the grass is greener on the other side and there's more money in for him, then why not leave? I, I honestly think it's inevitable. Like, he's going to leave. Okay. Uh, Moon off, same question. Yeah, I think, I mean, I feel like if a deal could have been done by now, it would have been done with Otani because you hand him a blank check and pretty much put down on this check and, and stay here with the Angels. Um, I think the season will be telling, but 
I already think that he has a foot out the door here. Um, and again, it's going to come to a point. Let's just say if the Angels come trade deadline, if they are eight, 10 games out of a playoff spot, do they entertain the fact about trading Otani and getting something in return? Because if he doesn't sign that contract at the end of the season, you're letting a generational talent just walk away. So there's going to be some big question marks coming for this front office for the Angels that if they are out of contention and it comes to that spot that they, they he may be on the move via trade, obviously it would probably be, I mean, for a team to give up what they're going to have to give up to get Otani, um, you would have to get that commitment from him about signing a contract with that team because it would probably take, I don't know how many top prospects in that organization to give up for him. But um, I, I do think that he's out the door. I don't know where that's going to be. Um, I mean, obviously, he could be fit on on any team uh, in, in in MLB. But um, we've we've seen in the comments that he's made that he, you know, obviously, money is probably not a factor to him. But obviously, when you're this good, you're going to get paid. Hope I think probably above half a billion dollars. But he's prioritized winning. He wants to win, and he's going to have to go to a team that you know is in contention right now, and he could go to a team where he can win a World Series title. So. You know, whether that's on the West Coast somewhere, whether that's in the East Coast, whether that's – I don't think the travel will matter to him. Uh, but I just think that, yeah, to answer your question, I know rhyming a lot about it, but I do think that he's out the door with the Angels. Okay, yeah, I think they probably should have done this a couple of years ago and because they could have gone into a proper rebuild rather than sort of trying to cobble together a lineup like they have done. But, yeah, I'll give them one more chance this year. Um and we'll see what happens. So finally, we get to the Oakland A's. What a fun team the Oakland A's are going to be this year. And for the World Series, the Oakland A's are 400 to 1. Um, 201 for the league, 250 to 1 for the division, uh, 22 to 1 to make the playoffs, and the total is at 59 and a half. So really, the only thing in play here is the total, unless one of you are going to stunned me uh, by throwing out the Oakland A's World Series future. But, uh, Minty, what can you tell us about the Oakland A's? Say something positive. Man, remember how good the A's used to be just only a couple <laughs> years ago? Like, they were like a sleeper team. They were sneaky good. They had, like, one of the best defenses in baseball. I... Ah, I'm saddened that they are at this point, and I'm going to go under 60 and a half wins. I mean, yeah, they spent some money this offseason by signing some free agents, but what don't they have the lowest payroll in MLB? Um, that's very sad. They just still come up short year after year, and in such a division like this, I they're definitely finished finishing last. I mean, I, I can't see them you know, finish any other way and, and coming in any other place. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go under. I don't have much to say, but if they move to Las Vegas, mark <laughs> my words, they're going to become a great team. But uh, for now, you know, they're in Oakland. That's kind of the vibe. Mindy, do you ever go out to the uh, AAA team in Vegas at all? I do. I live like right next to the ballpark. Oh, so my. it's beautiful. So I do get to see some of the guys that, you know, uh, play for the A's and get called up and, and whatnot. So it's, it's a really good time. It's a beautiful ballpark, great food. Um, they have a bat dog and, uh, mm. yeah, good stuff. Yeah. I was, when I was out there last year for the first week of NFL and, but they were on a road trip. I think they were in Reno. Oh. Um, and I never got a chance to go. Yeah. I was, I was sorely disappointed. Um, because I think they've got a, They've got a hot tub kind of area as well, haven't they? So they I quite fancy getting my um, P 
pasty, pale blue English body in the sun in the hot tub uh, for everyone else to enjoy. But um, yeah, I never got the chance, unfortunately. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, Moonaf, the Auckland days, what you got? So you already you already did that. I mean, I know they weren't in town, but you already went swimming last week. Didn't you? <laughs> you I did go swimming. Though. I don't know why you found that so funny. Moon, I found it hilarious that I went swimming in Vegas because he says he's been a million times and he's never been swimming once. But he, he just thought he thought. Moonaf, explain yourself. Go swimming. It's like there you go. He's in here all the time. Thank you, Minty. When you when you work for sports gambling podcast network, you're spending most of your time either at the sports book or playing craps with in blackjack with Sean and Ryan. I I don't know where you have time. When you're from a cold place like Newcastle, it's you have to take advantage of the sun that he never sees and chlorinated water that he never gets to dip his body in. Yeah, see, I'm from I'm in Texas, obviously, where it's like <laughs> hot for like eleven months out of eleven yeah. out of twelve months a year. So, yeah, I guess we'll give Malcolm a pass for that. But <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I'll leave it at that. I don't want to comment about anything else that he does in his house with his with his bathtub and things like that. But wow. uh, the A's, I feel like Minty, you and I have had this conversation for like the past two years about Every the Oakland season, A's yeah. <laughs> moving to Vegas. I think there's more off the field questions about this team that on the field about what's going on right now with the Oakland A's about relocation, whether that's Vegas, whether it's Portland, whether it's another city. Um, I know they've made some additions in the signings like Minty mentioned. I didn't even bother looking into what they've yeah. done. I mean, when you're, when, when it's, when you're looking at the four teams above you, and the fourth team has a win total of 81 and a half. And the last team is at 60 and a half. That's about a 21 game drop off. You're kind of expect you're, you know what the books are kind of expecting with this team. So I think they will be again, probably, or will be in the bottom of the MLB this season, probably around 56, 57, 58 wins, definitely below the 60 and a half number. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see what happens uh, with this Oakland A's team as far as relocation, or if they're going to, you know, work something out with the city of Oakland to get it, uh, a a stadium there. But I don't know. I, I just don't think the talent is there. And even the guys that they do have on this team, they might just become trade candidates. I mean, I know there's a lot of players that can definitely help out other teams come trade deadline, but we'll see. I, I think you really do like the under for 60 and a half for this team. Yes. Who's making well, fried chicken, Malcolm? Uh, it's the IT department, uh, but it's not fried chicken. I'm not sure what she's doing. Um, apart from making a row. Um, it's not going to surprise either of you that um, while you both are zigging on the Oakland days, I am going to zag here because um, I've got them going way over the 59 and a half. Um, mm. Now, they're not very glamorous. It, it doesn't mean I'm in love with them. They're going to hit about 230 between them, uh, which isn't particularly good. They have got some bits of power and speed. They've got a couple of overseas additions in the rotation, particularly... Uh, Fujinami, who's come across. He actually pitched against um, Shohei in spring training, which was a, a fun little um, Japanese matchup there. Um, and Moonaf, at times, the, these names have come up on the show and we've made money out of Paul Blackburn, um, James Caprillian, Ken Waldichuk, we just like seeing, I'll be honest with you. Um, but those boys have made us some money, so I'm not entirely out on them. I think the bullpen's better than a lot of other bullpens as well, uh, Sneaky. So 
I think they're going to win 68 games. Right, that down, Munaf, um, which is way, 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 way over the 59 and a half. Like I say, there's nothing else in play for the years. Um, 68 still isn't a big number, um, but it's absolutely bettable for me. So, yeah, I'm all in um, on that over 59 and a half. Um, and I think, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we've got to the end of um, the divisional analysis. Um, Minty, we'll come back to you then. Any other divisions um, outright? To, like, anything you like in baseball or indeed anything else you need to tell us about um, on the grounds that you're only here for one show. So uh, give us the rest of your MLB thoughts for the for the season. Well, um, I, I don't think the video is released yet, but for Yahoo, I gave out that my NL pennant winner will be the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, Yeah, I mean, they were inside the top 10 offensively. uh, And like I said about the Mariners, I think their pitching could improve by trade deadline. But regardless of that, they actually do have some pretty solid pitching. I mean, Wainwright, Flaherty, Michaelis, Jordan Montgomery now. I think this is a really well-balanced team. And I think there's a lot of value on them to win uh, the NL. I think they're like minus 125, maybe a little more juice now to win their division, which is going to be easy. Um, I also wouldn't look past the Cubs in that division. I mean, they have a lot of big names, but uh, I don't know. Putting them together that first year is gonna be is gonna be a little rocky. But I kind of like them over their win total. Shoot, is it like seventy seven and a half or so, something yeah, like right. that? So mm-hmm. I kind of look yeah, at right. their win total over. Um, as for the American League, I like the Blue Jays, but I feel like I like the Blue Jays every single year. <laughs> just they're, they're, they're the equivalent of the Angels, Minty, for me. Yeah. They, you you're look right. at them right. and you just kind of fall in love with the. They've all got lovely hair and they can mm-hmm. hit the ball and run fast and then they will ultimately let you down. So, uh, yeah, you might have a touch of what I have about the Angels there. Go on. Kind of like the Newcastle now, Nighthawks. <laughs> a little bit like the Newcastle Nighthawks. Yeah, good looking, nice hair, et cetera. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, but uh, that's kind of all I have. Um, but yeah, nothing really, nothing really else now that I think about it off the top of my head. Yeah, so American League, Blue Jays, and then uh, National League, give me the Cardinals. I think there's some value on them. Um, the, you mentioned the Cardinals and the Cubs. I am going to the Cardinals and the Cubs in London. In oh Jano, yeah, my first ever MLB game. The tickets were extortionately expensive. Uh, could have had a small family holiday for the price of two oh, tickets for that one. Um, for a guy that has a, a, you know, I'm not even going to mention anything. Go ahead. <laughs> so, okay. I was just going to mention that you, every, uh, for the first two years we did this pod, you would be recording out of a different room for like every single day. And I think you finally found your little, your studio now that, you know, you're doing multiple pods for the network. Moonaf believes that I live in some sort of castle. He thinks all English people live in a castle, basically, yeah. Moonaf. Um, made out of stone, Moonaf. So I mean, I'm, I'm just putting it out there. I mean, I think if Dylan's still in the chat, he could probably back me up. No one can back me up. <laughs> well. he, has, he has four different wings in his house. I'll say that. Wow. You're a very silly man, too. Do you think he's just living back in, in the old days as well? <laughs> has multiple he has, horses? <laughs> yeah, he has a horse carriage that comes and picks him up from work and everything. You know? Have, have you finished, you two? Have you finished I, no. with your silliness? It's it's true. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Buffoons. Um, Mindy, give us a World Series prediction, please. Whew, well, since I said Cardinals, Blue Jays, I'm going to say the Cardinals win the World Series at 20 to 1. Nice. That's I will it. write I that down. I, don't, I only don't say Astros because what is the um, 
likeliness of them winning two years in a row. I don't think that's happened in a while, right? A team winning two years in a row. Back to back. Yeah. I don't think it's happened in a very long time. So I would say the Astros, but because of that, because of that superstition there, uh, I'm going to go Cardinals. Okie doke. Um, And is there anything else you want to point us towards before we crack on? I think that is it. Uh, Just find my stuff at Yahoo Sportsbook on Twitter and uh, check me out on UFC Fight Pass. I give out my picks for every pay-per-view fight on the show on the line. And uh, yeah, in between any live broadcasts at the UFC Apex, I'm there and I give out my picks live as well. So UFC, check it out. Lovely stuff. Thank you very much. Moving off, anything you would like to tell the people about? Dimaka, we failed the test when she asked you about F1. That if you were a fan, you know, uh, the rumor is Minty's getting us tickets in a, fa- a very fancy suite for us to come out. Oh, to Vegas. Since you're not My a fan, goodness. Oh, <laughs> she can get you out there. Now, now look what you've done. It's so funny because uh, so many people, friends and people in the industry that I don't really talk to have texted me and are like, are you going to F1 in Vegas? Assuming (laughs) that I'm going. And I'm like, look, buddy, I can't even get in. So (laughs) I don't know. And if I could, I don't even I my husband would probably be the first on the list that I could get in with me. But I don't know. I think honestly, watching it at home is going to be better. It looks great. Actually, the the taxi I got back to the airport last year, the the driver was really enthused about it and kind of took me on a little mini F1 tour of where stuff was going to be. He was far more excited than me, but I was being, I was being very British and very polite. So I didn't want to tell him, listen, mate, I've got a plane to catch. Can we just get the airport? So he took me on a, he took me on a little whistle stop tour of where stuff was going to happen. And I've seen the artists um, impressions, the renditions of what, what the whole thing is going to look like. And it looks very, very spectacular. Like I must say so. Yeah. Um, But I think you're right. It could be sort of a made for TV event. Um, yeah. rather than just going whizzing past your nose at a gazillion miles an hour. Yes, um, Malcolm, he probably thought you worked for Sky Sports, honestly, but I, you know, <laughs> Yeah, he could have done. <laughs> um, Moonaf, um, anything you need to tell us about before we go? No, I think that is it for the AL West. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's ladies week here for the MLB Gambling Podcast. We'll have Ooh. Katie on on uh, Friday. Um with that new time, Malcolm, that is confirmed. So Katie yes. will join us to talk about the NL West. So um, we have some great friends of the shows like Minty, like Katie. So it's always a pleasure having them on. So it's always a blast every single year with Minty. I'm sure she'll be back during the regular season as well. So sure. yeah, division previews well underway. We're halfway in the books, Malcolm. Three more to go. Yep. Um, I've really, really enjoyed them. I am slightly concerned that I haven't, agreed with anybody on anything yet uh, so some i'm either an absolute genius or i'm so far off the mark it's untrue and i've got a suspicion i know which one it is moved off um but we, uh, we we'll find out come october but yeah looking forward to friday with yourself and katie uh yeah just looking forward to getting um to getting some baseball under our belts. The WBC's been great for wetting our appetite as well. Uh, keep your eyes peeled for some more WBC shows dropping uh, with myself and Noah and any of the gang who are hanging around as well. Um, Minty, thank you very much. That was loads of fun, as always. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Good luck. You're very welcome. Hopefully, uh, or almost certainly, we'll speak again between now and the end of the season. Uh, Muna, thank you very much. I'll speak to you on Friday. Yes, sir. Um, thanks everyone for listening usual place to like rate review um, and do all the March Madness stuff on the app Um, good luck with your bets and until Friday uh, we'll see you down the road cheers